Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, waffles, spaghetti, a skin of their teeth, basketball win, and keys to victory against UCF. Next, a Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Raider! Everything runs through love. Great to see you again on Locked On at Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks, as always, to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. It's your team every day, free and always available. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use our code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks at prizepicks.com slash college. Daily Fantasy Sports. Made easy with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan back once again to wrap up the week, get you set for the weekend. Of course, we're looking ahead to Red Raiders and Golden Knights of Central Florida. Pardon me, regular Knights or Citra Knots, whatever your flavor is. Before we're out of here, we also will turn back to United Supermarkets Arena where the Red Raiders improve to 3-0, and but not without some misadventure and some drama. So we'll get to the call Chris was a part of last night. On the hardwood, but uh, Chris, of course, also busy man this week, uh, wrapping up his conversation, his weekly conversation with Tech Head Football Coach Joey McGuire. And Chris, I know that the next game is always the biggest game, but this does kind of feel like this matchup with Central Florida, bowl eligibility on the line for either team, has shown up as a sneaky big or biggest game of the year so far, man. You can make no other plans if you don't get this one out of the way and make it go your way first. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, it doesn't have any uh, impact, unfortunately, on the the conference race uh, or anything, but it does affect you know, – it, it is going to uh, affect the bowl eligibility stuff for both of these teams. But this is one of the best games in the Big 12, uh, you know, of the weekend. Uh, a couple of five and five teams, uh, I think, that are hot now. Um, and, and you're right, this one is – uh, it's it's big for both. I mean, whoever wins it is all of a sudden knows that their their season will be extended and they will have won three games in a row. And you start to feel really good about things as you head into the stretch after some struggles in maybe late September, early October uh, with, with both of these teams. And uh, But they're both healthier. And, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a fun one. And it's not going to be easy um, for, for either team. <clears throat> I think Vegas thinks this is a – what uh, now is like a two and a half point game uh, in favor of Texas Tech, but yeah, this is a sneaky, uh, sneaky tough game for the Red Raiders, but it's going to be sneaky tough for for the Knights as well. So I, I think if anybody comes into this game and doesn't play well, and the other team is kind of having a bit of a day, y- you know, you're going to get popped in the mouth uh, because I think both teams are. You know, uh, it, it'd just be interesting to see kind of what what we get, and and you know, speed will be the name of the game, man. You know, and that that's what uh, the Red Raiders must contain for uh, for UCF. So, Calvin, we want to talk about uh, you know Coach McGuire's show because he he used some food analogies as it related to Senior Day. You know, I'm down. <laughs> After we just saw two defensive tackles uh, modeling your unis for the week, and Jalen Hutchings and Tony Bradford, food would be a great thing to kick off the show with <laughs> man and that uh that that video if you watch that video boy it'll get you it'll get you in your feelings man good it, stuff. those two kids uh have emptied their bucket here in lubbock and geez they feel like they've been here for a long time and and heck <laughs> uh, i guess both of them technically have been here through 
Is that right? Like three head coaches now? Um, I know Jalen has, but, uh, you know, anyway, it's just, uh, yeah, it, it gets you kind of sentimental about senior day. But <laughs> so I was talking to Joey McGuire about that very thing. And he, he he's like, he pointed to his wife. He's like, Debbie will, will is going to get really upset. You know, like she's going to, that's who she is. And I think she pours into those kids and cares about them. But Joey's like, I'm a people person. He goes, I'm trying to to kind of fight this a little bit uh, because I know, because with him, man, you get all the emotions. You get like, you know, he he, he can he can tear up, but he can also, he he's, can be very fiery. He coaches a lot harder than anybody would think because you, you just see how nice and jovial he is. Uh, he will jump your ass if you're not doing what you need to do uh, on, on the practice field or otherwise. But he said to me, he said to me last night, he said, men are like waffles. I'm thinking like, where are we going here? I'm interested. Yeah, that's right. He's like, men are like waffles. He goes, we compartmentalize everything. He goes, women are like spaghetti. You know, everything is beautiful and it flows and and, and all that. There's so much, you know, ease of it. And, and all that. Um, but he said, we compartmentalize. He goes, I have tried to like kind of bury the, the, the not, not the sadness, but the emotional part and move it just off to the side. He goes, but I feel it. I, I feel some butter and syrup creeping to the syrup or surface. And it, it's, 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 I, I, as it gets closer and senior day gets closer. Uh, uh, but it, it went back to, you know, and, and he mentioned a, a, an old coach that that would talk about, and we've all heard this saying, but about the truest sense of mental toughness is being where your feet are, and like being present in that moment. And that, and if you can do that, and do that a lot, and especially in important moments, then you have true mental toughness. Because we all get distracted easily, or you're thinking about this or that, or hey, I'm looking at the phone, or I'm just not, I'm not all mentally there. But uh, that's what he. It said he would ask of his his team, you know, on on Saturday. You know, all I ask for you is to be mentally present right now and give me all you got for like six seconds at a time, you know, and uh, and play hard. But uh, no, it uh, I, I could tell this is going to be an emotional head coach on Saturday, and that's not a bad thing uh, because he sure. you're going to get the fiery emotion uh, and the passionate emotion uh, as well as maybe some li- liquid awesome leaking out of his eyes when he hugs on. Jalen and Tony and Rabbit and guys like that for the the last time in Jones Stadium. Liquid, awesome. <laughs> I think that would. I think that's a new one on me. And waffles and spaghetti. Uh, also, what he told me, yeah. Also a new combo. You threw a curveball. I thought we were definitely going to go for a waffles pancake comparison, and then boom, we're talking spaghetti. This just sounds like you know about two a.m. back at Raiders Pass with the boys once upon a time. After maybe a trip down to Broadway or the depot, you get back home what you got. It's waffles and spaghetti, boys. Eat up. Buffet's free. Uh, Chris, I do feel like you've got to be able, (laughs) you just mentioned it there, to compartmentalize on a day like this because the emotion can be dangerous. And you could get too amped or too, I don't even know what what word is is appropriate to describe it, but you do really have to kind of discipline all the things going on around you because... This is a game that sets up so perfectly from a sentimentality standpoint. Senior day at your house, home finale. Do you want to extend your season? Do you want to play with house money in Austin? Or do you want to be clinging to life in Austin? 
it sets up so very well for a fun Saturday if you can be successful because of all the surrounding context. But I guess in a way, I'm kind of hoping that the players aren't really thinking about that surrounding context all that much. Yeah, and, and I think that's Joey's point is that let, let's let's do that after this one's over. Yeah. You know, like you you don't want your last memory in this in this deal uh, to 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 be you know some team that you've never played before that's brand new to the league coming here and celebrating on your senior day and all that stuff. But I just thought the but we'd all be lying. We'd all be lying, every one of us, if you felt like Tony Bradford, Jalen Hutchings, and Rabbit, those three guys specifically, if they aren't different. Yeah. They, they've, they've seen this thing change a lot. They have emptied their bucket. They are all going to leave here phenomenal football players. They've all kind of touched and been a part of the community uh, in, in, in various ways, and they will be sorely missed. I mean, like you, you don't – you know, we'll, we'll, we'll spend a lot of time in the offseason trying to figure – I mean, heck, uh, Coach McGuire was talking about uh, the Saints uh, had four scouts in the building in the, within the last week. One of the guys they asked the most about was Dadrian Taylor Demerson. And I believe the general manager of the Saints is set to stop through in the next week or so after the scouts stop by. But Rabbit is a guy they're asking a lot about. Uh, and I think that that's the beauty of him coming back for another year. And it's worked out like you would hope it would work out. You know, yeah. you, you didn't you didn't win enough games this year. Uh, you got your quarterbacks dinked up, whatever. But, I mean, there's some of these guys that made some really good decisions. I think Jalen Hutchings has done the same. And, heck, Tony Bradford, I guess he could end up being the next police chief uh, right here in Lubbock, Texas. So we'll uh, – because Joey hinted at that. Yeah. He's like, I don't know if he'll ever leave Lubbock, you know. I mean – and Lubbock doesn't able- want him to leave, I would guess, by the way. Yeah, and I, I, I think Lubbock is better off with Tony Bradford in it for sure. Uh, I know some bellies are going to be better off this Thanksgiving, man. Before we move on – Turkey Drive, Tony Bradford Turkey Drive. <laughs> I don't know what the official name is, but this is a story that uh, is worth a mention because he's doing this of his own accord, volition, and dime, folks. If you're not getting that, uh, this is all Tony Bradford. Yeah, it, it, and it's Tony's Turkey Giveaway, but uh, it's eleven. Giveaway, it's okay. eleven to one uh, on <laughs> on Monday. Uh, you can you can look at social media, and it's uh, it's at a Baptist church. But he he yeah he he saved up you know, some of his NIL money uh, to be able to purchase a uh, hundred turkeys. And uh, I mean, and, 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 and we'll tell you, he had a rough go of it, you know, growing up and he had various mentors in the community that really helped he and his family. And he just, he said, I, I would always pray that if I was ever in a position to help others, the way others helped me, mm-hmm. I would, uh, I would, I would give back. Um, and so I think he's channeling, uh, channeling a little, uh, like Oprah Winfrey, you get a turkey, you get a turkey, you get a turkey. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, that, that's just who this young man is, man. I mean, yeah. He's just gold. Uh, and it's just like, he's got a heart of gold and he's what's right about the world, you know? And I wish there was more, uh, like him. Yeah, no question. I like seeing some of the, uh, the headshots, I guess, or the player profile picks that were taken when some of these guys were freshmen. Uh, the Tech Twitter account was sharing that yesterday. There's maybe five or six guys that they shared their picture that year and their picture this year. One thing I noticed, I think aside from maybe uh, Malik Dunlap and our guy Henry Newdank-Hank Teeter, it put a smile on everybody's face. Freshman to now, Texas Tech put a smile on their faces. <laughs> Check that out on Twitter if you haven't seen it. It was kind of cool to see how some have changed or not changed in a lot of ways because some showed up as grown men. 
Uh, Chris, aside from all the pomp and circumstance and the emotion and everything else that's going to go into this one on Saturday, football will be played. Somebody's going to get a win that's going to qualify them for a bowl game. And I'm wondering where we start the conversation if we are considering keys to victory. I know we're going to discuss some of these same names we've already mentioned whenever it comes to stopping guys like R.J. Harvey uh, or guys on the back end like that passing game we talked about it as it relates to Rabbit and his defensive back cohorts. But uh, the keys to victory list this week, where do we begin? First, today's episode brought to you by prize picks the most exciting way to test your skills and play daily fantasy sports and a great way to add juice to any game anytime and if you've got the game you can turn 10 bucks into 250 with just a few taps easy gameplay quick withdrawals and a giant selection of players projections and stat categories are just part of what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app so go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use our code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, right now, prize picks is going to match your first deposit up to $100 with the promo code locked on college at prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Daily fantasy sports made easy. The keys to victory list this week. Where do we begin? I, I think the first thing I, I'd say, and there, there's there's kind of two points to make, and they, they kind of go. It's the same key, but it, it's two different points to make. But you got to limit explosives. I think that's what you really worried about versus Kansas last week. Is their big playability? They got you on one 60 yard option play, and you know. But other than that, you know, they you you didn't you made them kind of drive it. I mean, because last week there was a 10 play, an 11 play, and a 14 play, and an 18 play drive. In some ways, you think. Golly, man. But again, make them snap it again. That's yeah. always the thing because at some point, a penalty, a turnover, you you, you screw it up. And mo mo most teams are not capable of being disciplined enough to continue to snap it again and succeed. Um, you know, it, it's the but it's the explosive plays that eliminate all of that. And like, OK, we're just going to skip to the end and you know hit you for <laughs> 60 and score. So that that is. That is maybe the biggest one in, in this game is limiting explosive plays by, by UCF. With that, I think I thought you really did a good job last week, too, of tackling well. Must continue it tomorrow. Uh, and and these guys are going to be, you know, like trying to tackle a salamander at times. Like R.J. Harvey <laughs> is going to make you miss. He's going to clown folks on the, on the edge. It's going to be a rough go at times because he's got – that much quick twitch and speed on, on the edge. And so, but, you know, again, Devin Neal does too. You you just have to, you know, I guess the old saying, I create population of the ball and you've got to tackle well. you got to be sure-handed. And when you, you get – because how many times have we seen this team almost with a quarterback sack or, man, had him bottled up and then he gets loose? Mm -hmm. Again, this running back and this quarterback are going to be in a position to make a lot of plays like that tackling well would uh, would be quite uh quite the uh the, the the thing to try to accomplish because if you can do that boy I really like your chances cuz that, that that's what they make a living off of explosive plays and then breaking tackles uh, on the perimeter are we sure that population around the ball is an old saying 
<laughs> that one stuck out. Used to back in our simple country boy times, we said gang tackle. But I like population around the ball. That's a good way to put it as well. Let me ask you before we move on. Like, I think this has been a year, and I know there's some, been some days, obviously, that are better than others. But this has mostly been a well-tackling defense, I think. How do you feel about that overarching uh, kind of perspective this season? I, I think I think yes. However, I think what I'm talking about is remember all the talk early on in the season about rush lanes and not being disciplined yes. and o- yep. overrunning or or that like contain right there. And okay. that's where you know because c- c- Plumley and Harvey, I mean they're they're gonna they're gonna run that that zone read a lot and. It, it's going to be, and there's going to be some equal distribution. I mean, Plumlee's going to keep it some. He's going to give it some. And and that's where, boy, if you've got, you know, one or two guys there, they just, they're going to have to make one-on-one plays at, at times until help arrives. But yeah, yeah the, the, the contain and the, the pass rush, I guess, is where, um, you know, I, I think I would maybe say, okay, boy, you get, and, and maybe you have gotten better, but. Um, you've had some rough days. Yeah, in that regard. Yeah, especially early on. But uh, you know, you've got and and that's speaking of. I mean, we'll see what we get with Steve Linton tomorrow, or, or if you get him, um, because I could see everything from he plays a full game, all good, to he's a third down pass rush specialist. Let's just get him in spurts on the field and in in you know certain situations where he can really turn it loose, or we don't see him at all. You know, I mean, so. We'll we'll uh, we'll see what we get there with Steve Linton. Yeah, and you mentioned the distribution as ball carriers between Harvey and the quarterback, and that was actually one thing mentioned uh, in the YouTube comments from uh, I think more than one Central Florida fan in that we shouldn't get so tied up with R.J. Harvey because it really could be only oh. as a ball carrier that could be slicing and dicing you. He'll so. carry it. He'll carry it more than any quarterback has against you all season potentially. I mean, yeah. and they I, I guess I didn't understand that last week, but they kept him in the game when it was lopsided and he was still running the football, you know, I mean, he's had, I mean, in 2019, when he was playing for Ole Miss, I mean, LSU won the national championship that year and he ran for over 200 something yards against those guys. If you want to get an idea of kind of what you're dealing with here, stud baseball player. Uh, I don't remember looking at the baseball schedule of central Florida is, is in, uh, is in Lubbock or you travel there or where that series goes, but he could end up playing at Dan law field uh, next year. Oh really? Or, or the spring as well? Yeah, he, I think he's a uh, an outfielder. I mean, I think he had, I think the spring the spring game last year for Central Florida. I, I think he literally scrimmaged football and did did the what would they call it the golden black game? Or I don't right. know what they would call, or, or heck, if we're doing the space thing, then I guess blue and gold and black. I don't know <laughs> uh, game. And then he went and played in a baseball game. I think that like afternoon uh, or whatever did them both. But he had like ten home runs, eighteen stolen bases. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he's not just a hey. Yeah, we'll let we'll let Plumley go out there, John Rice Plumley go out there and just kind of you know. No, he's a legit player for them, uh, yeah. one of their better players. So he's got some some speed to him for sure. Yeah, making me think of Patrick Holmes' Infinity Baseball ERA that we let him leave school <laughs> with. That still bothers me. Uh, I wonder if Tim McCarver hates uh, Plumley for doing what he did in the same day. Uh, same day there, uh, Deion Chris- Sanders reference, man. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> You're a real man, Dion. Yeah, You're a real a, man. The uh, Gatorade cooler trying to <laughs> throw it on Tim McCarver. People are like, who is Tim McCarver? Google it. This was in something called the 90s, children. <laughs> um, 
Before we move on to to the hardwood, I just got to say, do your best. If I got one key, do your best to take the air out of the football. I know nobody wants to hear it. I know everybody wants to be up and down the field, big plays. And by the way, there's no better example of what you were just talking about. Keep making them snap it again as a defense than the 99-yarder against Kansas that they don't get into the end zone. If they just rattle off a 60, you know, 60 yards before that, go to the house, hey, it's over. But that was a great example of why you continue to keep making them snap it. And eventually, it wasn't a mistake per se, although there could have been something, I guess, in the execution that was a mistake. But you just wind up with a stop. But I want the offense off the field. I, I want UCF's offense enjoying a cool breeze there on that eastern sideline for the vast majority of the day. If the rush defense can be taken advantage of, like everybody, I guess, except Oklahoma State, took advantage of it, I want methodical matriculation down the field, boys. I'm going to go Hank Stram on you for just a moment uh, because I saw it happen so much against us back in the day. It was painful when you've got this high-flying offense and you're smoking people most weeks with points on the board. The bulbs are going out. You're scoring so much. Then all of a sudden you get a D that doesn't keep you out there. You get an offense on the other side that's doing their part to control the clock. It becomes very, very difficult. So much easier said than done. We'll see uh, how they go there. But uh, if it's a big day pass attempt-wise for Baron Morton, uh, I'm a little frightened maybe as to what that could possibly look like. But each week a new week, so we'll see. Before we are out of here, folks, if he wasn't the best, I wouldn't ask him to pivot so quickly on the fly, but he is, so I am. It's basketball conversation time, Chris. Let's get to a 73-64 to win for the Red Raiders from United Supermarkets Arena last night. Today's episode also brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company, changing the non-alcoholic beer game one drop at a time, and it's time for your game changers, plural of the week. This week, it was the Tech offense taking over with 26 seconds left in a tie game on their own 25-yard line, then Morton to Bradley for 16, 14 to Miles Price, and another 33 back to Bradley gives Gino Garcia the chance to nail a 30-yard field goal, making Tech a 16-13 to winner over 16th-ranked Kansas. And just like Morton, Bradley, Price, and Gino Garcia, Athletic Brewing Company is changing the game with non-alcoholic beer that tastes good. I'm talking great-tasting, award-winning and you're going to find more than 50 styles at athleticbrewing.com. But what you'll never find is a hangover with Athletic Brewing Company. So change the game by finding Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic beer at a store near you or online at athleticbrewing.com. And right now, first-time customers can get 15% off your first online order by using our code Locked On. That's Locked On for 15% off your first online order. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Find Athletic Brewing Company at athleticbrewing.com. Fit for all times. Let's get to a 73-64 win for the Red Raiders from United Supermarkets Arena last night over the Islanders of Texas A&M Corpus Christi. It is another win. I can't emphasize that enough. It is your third in as many tries, but it was also another ball game that had plenty of drama where the issue was still in doubt late into it. And Chris, it's like, you know, one hand I'm sitting here and thinking, good grief, these tough, grinded out, really difficult kind of days that you win have to mean something good to this team and be fruitful for them as they move forward. But at the same time, boy, these are really tough and you're having to grind it out just to get these wins. And I guess I know as a fan, it can be kind of difficult to know uh, how much stock to put in the opposition because you see a name, and sometimes these guys show up, obviously, in the NCAA tournament, like this team, but there's been a ton of change over the offseason. You see a name, and you're thinking, yeah, th this should be a 15-er, a 20-point win. I don't know. 
So I don't want to underestimate the opponent, but I know you leave a game last night where you shoot it the way you do and you're happy to get a win, but you are kind of looking ahead to what's coming up in the battle for Atlantis or in the Big 12 Conference and just wondering how this will fly in league play. So what was the experience like from uh, your vantage point is, again, let me emphasize it one more time, they got a win, <laughs> but it took all they had to get that win. Yeah, you know, I, I it felt like uh, A&M Corpus Christi. It was like it's like playing West Virginia. I mean, they they fouled a lot. They are very physical. They don't. They, I mean, they're just going to dare the referee to call it. Um, they they were a big team. I think they actually beat Oklahoma State in one of those closed door scrimmages. That uh, they were just extremely you know physical, and I think they uh, they got after Oklahoma State, and and I think then 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 Houston got after them, and they're one you know. Uh, real game um i think um you, you know and i think granted told his team you know he talked about it in the in the press conference leading up to this day, hey man they're gonna play hard they're gonna be very physical and again you, you kind of look at it and you're like you know whatever you know but then you see it up close like i did and, and keep in mind Adam corpus christi they've been in the ncaa tournament the last two years you know back-to-back -back years their coach left for for western kentucky but this is a, a program that's been playing some good ball lately uh, and, uh, yeah, they, they kind of they th thumped you around a little bit. You're trying to figure out who you are. I think guys are pressing a little bit. I think what, what you've started to see is you, you're not going to have the deepest team. You know, you, you go about seven deep, and then I think you're going to search and spin the wheel on who the eighth guy is is going to be on some nights. Yeah. Uh, but you've had a, you had a different leading scorer in the first three games. I thought Darian Williams was a monster on the glass. Uh you know, last night he had a double-double, and it was a sneaky good game. Chance McMillan off the bench, I think, le le led you in scoring. That's your call, by the way. I was thinking about you every time he was knocking one down. Uh, <laughs> you said it's got to happen, and it happened last night. And, and, and again, you as a team, you're not shooting it well, but these are going to start to fall. I mean, I just I, – I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, I just – there's too many guys that can, that can really shoot the ball. The percentages back this up. And if they continue to get good looks, they will fall. You, you, you know, Grant almost kind of hinted at, I think we're just trying to do too much and we're just not letting the game come to us and we're pressing a little bit, maybe need to make one more pass or we're passing up an open look and then trying to be too unselfish to, to give to the next guy. Again, Chance McMillan and Pop Isaacs with clean looks from three. I mean, I'll, and Darian Williams as well. I mean, I'll. I'll take that every day, every trip down, because more often than not, those are going to go in. They just didn't go down in the first half, uh, you know, against staying of Corpus Christi. But you you won. I, I just like – I like it when uh, Grant says I, I it, it's fun to win and learn. Uh, and and right. those are those are the best. Like, check, check. Uh, they And he said it. This is not going to be good enough to, to win games in the Big 12. And now they have Villanova next uh, on Wednesday – uh, Thanksgiving Eve there in the Bahamas uh, with Kyle Neptune's team. Villanova, if you're watching this podcast on a Friday, Villanova will play Maryland tonight. They've already lost one game to Penn. Yep. So they're 2-1 and one before this game with Maryland. But, no, it's going to get – the competition is going to stiffen up big time. And after that, you can see North Carolina or Northern Iowa uh, in, in, on Thanksgiving Day. So – but it's – and we'll talk about basketball a lot next week as, as they uh, they play on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I guess it is. So Yeah, and then Butler on the other side of that. So you've got some really interesting ones coming up uh, next yep. handful. Yep, that's right. But, and it uh, feels right to be uh, facing a guy named Neptune in a battle for Atlantis. 
Sometimes yeah, he's one of the. Next. I don't know. <laughs> he's one of the uh, youngest. Uh, yeah, uh, Villanova's new head coach to replace Jay Wright. He's one of the youngest head coaches in the country. Thirty-eight years old, as far as like the yeah. the, the mid-major, the main mid-majors or Power Five kind of group of. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he, he's he's polished, and uh, I'm I'm just I will say this: I'm glad that you don't have to face Coach Wright. He uh, he made me nervous. I've done that party before. It was in yeah. Boston in the Elite Eight. Uh, right. J- Jalen Brunson. Uh, yeah jump stop the red raiders to death that day um <laughs> yeah i mean i hadn't forgotten that one but no uh, and as somebody who appreciates a well-executed jump stop that was painful to see it's not a walk TV. lady sit down it's a jump stop there's always that one in the stand you know <laughs> it's like over the, over the back over, it's always over the back no he's just taller than the other guy uh, just, you know all right, good stuff, Chris. He's been a busy, busy man this week, and the party rolls on into the weekend. We'll be on the call from Jones Stadium as the Red Raiders and Knights of UCF hook up. Let us know what you think in the YouTube comments, your keys to victory. Chris, appreciate the time all week, man. Enjoyed it, and I'll see you on the other side. Absolutely, man. Uh, hope to see everybody at Jones AT&T uh, tomorrow for a great group of kids and young men, and the Red Raiders need you. And let's hope for a little chilly weather when that sun goes yeah. down, those LED lights are on, and UCF is like, what is going on in the 806 <laughs> tonight? So uh, bring bring it uh, tomorrow if you're there, man. I hope to see you out there. That's right. Less than 18 inches of moisture here a year, boys. What you know about that out in Orlando? You bring your chapstick, it's going to be dry. Okay, we're out of here. For Chris, I'm Casey. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And we'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.